0: Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where each week we feature a brand new independent artist. No set questions, no agenda, just two musicians sitting down talking about what we love. So, whether you're a musician yourself or simply a music fan, you're going to like this show. What's going on, man?
1: Uh, not much. Just another, another
0: lovely day. <laughs> another lovely day at the salt mine, huh? Oh yeah. Another day, <laughs> another dollar. Another day, another dollar in debt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, how it is.
0: Sometimes it seems that way, yes. It's all right. Unfortunately. Well, Kid G, man, it's good to get you on here. I know we've uh, it's taken us a couple of times to reschedule to get make this happen, but I'm glad we're finally here.
1: Yeah, I me mean, too. Life life gets in the way of a few things, but it is, oh, it, it happens is. all the
0: time, man. <laughs> I've had several episodes that have had to been rescheduled four or five times before we finally actually get on get a chance to do it. So it's all good, man. For sure. That's why I batch these things for just that sort of reason, so that I can record several and I have them to drip out. That way, if something like this comes up, it's not holding up the episode going out for next week, you know? So right, yeah, I got you. Avoids issues like that. <laughs> so, how's how's the weather down in San Antonio today? Uh, San Antonio
1: today, man, the past few days, actually, it's been... It's had a nice, cool breeze, and then the sun's been out, so then it's been hot in some And then yesterday it was raining all day. It's just, it's Texas weather, man. I'm sure you got it up there, too. It's, you get four seasons in one day and have to dress <laughs> with a sweater, shorts, and one sock on, so.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty much the same here all week. It's been kind of a little bit cooler and was rainy yesterday and the day before, but today it was, like, in that, got up to about 80 and was... Partly sunny and pretty nice.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was nice today. But I mean, I'm a fan of like weather in like 65, 70 degrees, maybe a little overcast.
0: Yeah, from the low about 60 and a high of like 75. That's my right. ideal yeah, for today. Yeah,
1: that's, that's perfect.
0: A light breeze, maybe nothing much. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So, well, I guess you, you know, have to move to Hawaii. You'll get that about eight months out of the eight nine months out of the year over there. Oh yeah. I guess that way in January over there, it's kind of bizarre. You're over there, and it's Christmas time, and it's like high of like seventy five to eighty. <laughs> yeah, know.
1: then it just doesn't feel like Christmas at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I can't imagine it would. I, I've been I've been there in January, but not not for Christmas. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: yeah I haven't, I haven't been to hawaii so i can't really speak on their weather
0: well that was back in my navy days i was there in january but uh, my little brother lives there now on oahu so i was over there god it's been two years ago now last time i was there oh, wow. it was in june no it was in august we were over there and it happened to be one of the one of the hottest august they've had in a long time it was just i've never felt it that hot i've been over there that's about my fourth or fifth time to be over there and that's Way hotter than I'd ever experienced. I didn't know it got that hot over there. Oh, how hot was it? It was only like in the... It was pushing 100 most days we were there. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is exceptionally warm.
1: Yeah. I mean, they have that. They're like by the equator too, right? I think. Yeah, they're a lot closer to the equator than we are.
0: (laughs) But like in the wintertime, their high will be near you know 75 to 80. And in the summer, their high is like 85 to 90. So it's... Oh, wow. about 10 degrees span from winter to summer is all they really get
1: yeah i mean i can i can imagine that
0: <laughs> like back in february when we were all iced over here when we had you know, snow mageddon <laughs> 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 like my brother's posting pictures of himself over in hawaii they're at the beach <laughs> yeah
1: I'm whole like, state <laughs> whole state closed down and all the you got all those people from the north like we go to school in this weather. Yeah, y'all cancel school when it's a hundred degrees, man.
0: Yeah, but plus they're equipped for that cold mess. We're not down here. We yeah, don't they have got, like they snow plows tons. and crap exactly. like that. Exactly. Why don't you have snow, snow plows? It's like because times. the one time we need them every six years it's not worth maintaining them for
1: that long. Exactly. I drove in that snow like the second day, and man, I slid like probably three or four times. I was scared shitless. <laughs>
0: It was about the third or fourth day. I finally was like, man, i got to get out and go to the store or something. But I, a lot of places were without power, you know. So, so, so.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm over um, here in my apartment, we didn't have power for four to five days.
0: Oh, good Lord. Yeah, we was, were up that power for almost two days, almost 48 hours, not quiet, and it came back on. Thank goodness I have a fireplace.
1: Oh, yeah. We we, we got one, but we didn't have wood, so <laughs> kind of useless.
0: I had a little bit and I ran out of what I had and my ex, like uh, her husband, had gone to Home Depot and they were like cutting up a ton of like two by fours and crap and like, giving it out to people in like little two foot long pieces. And she gave me like a whole basket full of that, so I brought them. So I had enough wood to get me through the rest of that second day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm of sure course I got stuck. Been... I went over to pick it up from her, her house, and I got to ready to leave and her, her she sits on a her road's on a slope right there in front of her house and as I got ready to leave I needed to go uphill and I couldn't get going. <laughs> <laughs> it took me about ten tries to roll let her roll back a little bit and try to take off again before I finally got traction and got up that dang hill. I thought I was gonna be stuck there for the night.
1: Yeah, that snow was something. It got down to, like, I think 30 degrees in my apartment at one point. That's when I called my mom because she still had power. And I was like, hey, can me and, me and the baby go over there? She was like, yeah, it's fine. And then yeah. my girlfriend went over to her mom's with the dogs. Wow. But it was just, it was rough not having it. And then we had the that, that boil water notice, mm-hmm. which was fun, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Loads of fun. <laughs> so uh man i went and listened to some of your music when you first hit me up on instagram or i know it was on twitter yeah and okay. uh i get confused i'm all over the place so much but yeah i, know, I went man. and listened to some of your stuff man and i was digging on it and then like hit that one track and i was like oh that's a voice that i recognize <laughs> on there <laughs>
1: yeah i think i told you about that that's homie from the north karma yeah that's, we got a couple tracks together i think yeah, that she was right in a, it's like, yeah, it was too.
0: Yeah, she's just from right, right across town from me.
1: Oh, really? That's yeah, I'm cool. over in
0: Fort Worth, and she's like on the north side of Dallas over there. So.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to uh, shoot a video to that song uh, on, from my album. It's like, but she had some uh, some emergencies popped up, and I was like, nah, it's, it's all good, family first. Like,
0: yeah, handle Like that. you told me the
1: other day, I was like, you know, you got that to worry about. This video can wait, or we can Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> or we can just not do it at all. Make another, make another song and figure it out some other time. You know, like I'm not worried about it.
0: Yeah, exactly, man. That'd, Especially when like
1: that comes up. Yeah, if
0: that's, it's family, man, you gotta handle that.
1: Yeah, it's all love from that point. Like I'm not gonna worry about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No one would ever hold it against you.
1: Exactly, and if they do, then yeah, if they do, then fuck them. That's <laughs> exactly. It's straight that'd up beyond me. That's beyond me.
0: Yeah, I don't need that mess. And I know karma's definitely not like that cause man, that girl spreads more love than any twelve people I know on Twitter, man.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's steady. that's all positive I't I think since I've been I don't even remember when I followed her or how I started to follow her, but every everything I see from her, nothing's ever negative'm i like, better than me. but I know back in when I first like started making music, and of course, I shouldn't have put my first three mixtapes out to begin with. But <laughs> um, you know, I got I got some constructive criticism, as I like to call it, and I was I was going off on at different people, and it's like, yeah, nah, Now I look back on it, I'm more, I guess, aware of what things been, especially now during COVID, everything coming back to people with this cancel culture. It's All like, right. you know, if that day ever comes for me, people are gonna dig up those tweets from 2000 whenever
0: it could happen this
1: person i'm like oh bro that's not gonna be good so i learned that you know people got anything to say about my music whether it's on tiktok instagram twitter facebook wherever you know i'm just i just leave it there
0: man if you you don't have haters then you're not doing something right
1: that's true (laughs) and then also i think i saw i think i think karma tweeted it actually uh it's just, uh I don't have haters. I got like fans in denial, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> oh, like that. that's funny. Uh, that's that's funny. awesome.
0: Yeah, man. I just, I, I refuse to feed trolls, man. If you want to talk shit, it's like you go do that somewhere else. I'm not even gonna acknowledge it. So.
1: Yeah, I put something on TikTok like a promo, and like I got three or four comments like, this ain't it, bro. Like you're not making it out with this one. And I was like, all right, bro. But I mean, I'm not worried about that, like.
0: Reminds yeah, me of this, Big Lebowski songs, when, this, when he was like. The
1: songs pretty good, so I'm not.
0: Yeah, man. Reminds me of Big Lebowski when he was like, well, that's like your opinion, man.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, it's your opinion, bro. Like, I think this shit hard, so
0: fuck you. <laughs> Opinions like assholes. Everybody's got one, and some stink a little worse than others.
1: That's, that's true. I mean, now, if you were to say that about my first, like I said earlier, my first three <laughs> mistakes. I'd agree with you 100% because I listened. I listened back to them the other day, and I was like, dude, why? Why did this get released? And even, even on my album, I think it's gonna be like this. I mean, for a good while, you know, there's. I'm gonna be comfortable with stuff putting it out, and I'm gonna listen to it a few months later and say I shouldn't have done this or this certain song shouldn't have been on here. It should have just been trashed. And but it's all just learning.
0: Yeah, that's right. And think about it from this perspective: like ten years from now, someone that's a hardcore fan goes goes back and listens to that and go, "Wow, that's where he started from." Or maybe somebody that's you know coming up, they can hear that they can go back and hear that and say, "Man, he started off kind of rough, but look where he's at now, man. I can do this uh, shit." So, hundred uh, percent could be an inspiration to others, man. Yeah, I mean, you put it out I there for a reason. At one point, so man,
1: hundred percent. I feel this all love quarantine was a real test and it was either a test or it brought out because you know everybody does music nowadays it seems like and it's I feel this quarantine really showed who's built for it because my album bars on me that I released in September that whole album was actually written two weeks into quarantine I had nothing to do and I had I just leased a lot of beats, and then I got some free beat, uh, free for profit beat packs, and I was, uh, so I was just writing the whole first two weeks, and then I put that whole thing together in six months, and I was like, wow, like for six months of work, like I think it did, I think it, t- I think it came out fairly well.
0: Right on, I all, the,
1: all the way around.
0: And you got plugged in with Karma, so you in that whole circle there, so <laughs> yeah, you got. I
1: get, I get more love from Twitter than I do everywhere. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, man. I mean, I think it, there's a certain side of music Twitter that, you know, there's, you got the Ticos, you got B-Life, Karma, uh, A-Fallon, you got dudes like that, Fingo uh, Rating, you know, you got people like that that just, it's all love. And you know, <coughs> DBG, I think that's his name, like that guy, Dub Zero or things like that, you know, like there's, there's endless support on Twitter if you're in the right circle.
0: Yep. Do you know um the forgotten one JSF? Um, his name yes, is
1: George. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just uh I just sent him a feature that I'm that I did for him for his album. Awesome,
0: man. Yeah. I knew he was local down there, that's why I was asking.
1: Yeah, it's just so weird. I don't remember how I followed half the people I have on Twitter, but you know a lot of them. Same. Yeah, but uh. The Forgotten One, I, yeah, I just sent him a feature probably a few days ago, and I'm thinking about it. Um, real cool dude.
0: Yeah, he's a former guest of the podcast, too, and uh, he was, he's was. he been on here. I've got some tracks of his I need to, I'm to do a spotlight episode of, but I haven't gotten around to doing those again yet. I need to get him back on, because he's got some new stuff. I
1: huh. Yeah, I know he he dropped something with uh, recently that I listened yep. to, and I was like, okay, this is dope. It's just there's so much music that people just push and then you got those ones that aren't really in the circle and they just they follow you and they spam their link and then they unfollow you. And I'm like, all right, well, bye.
0: Yeah, that's the only away. thing that I've seen Karma post about that was negative. And she she like calls people out for um, spamming links like that, which it's not really negative, but it kind of kind of is. But that's the closest thing to a negative thing I've ever seen. her post.
1: Yeah, and I mean with the thing she gets fed I mean, up it once in a while. I, I think we had a talk about that her and I uh, probably a while ago at this point, but um, you know I used to be that person that was families before I knew anything, and um, she actually put me on to um, the academy over there on Twitter and kind of like a blueprint to how to grow your fan base, how to you know just how to do so, how to go about things, and you know I was skeptical at first and. I saw she was in there, so I asked her about it. I was like, so how does this work exactly? And she just kind of told me, it's like a blueprint, but if you don't do the work, nothing's going to happen. And, you know, I did the, I did as much work as I could, and I still have the PDFs that were sent to me, and, you know, I still study those from time to time, and I feel, I guess, uh, down on myself, like, oh, man, Like I'm, this isn't, like, this is things aren't where I want them to be is that that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely
1: so you know shout out to her for putting me on there that was dope I, I to, feel that really helped me out
0: i think you need to work with your daughter a little bit man i think she was slightly off key on that last note
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's she's crazy she's she's really in the like, uh, hey she's really in the music videos lately awesome at first, at first she liked uh she was obsessed with band uh Wallows with that dude Clay Jensen from 13 Reasons Why don't know that uh, one well, she was obsessed with them and I think she got played out because she'd watched their videos on repeat all day and now she's into two videos from Drake, uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later and uh, Life is Good <laughs> that's now, awesome man but now shes I think she's over all her favorites so I'm just trying to find something
0: and that that's hilarious was- man <laughs> How old do you say she is?
1: She's actually, what's today? The fifteenth? No, today's like the first. I'm, I'm tripping. Uh, she's 17 months. Oh wow. Yeah, she's gonna be 18 months on the fifteenth. Wow. wow. Saying that's crazy. I remember those days. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's, I, I only have the something. one, but she's 13 now. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always said when she was first born, I can't wait till she's walking and talking. And my girlfriend's like, oh well. Uh, you know, this, this, and that, like, you're going to miss all her, like, baby days, and I was like, yeah, but at the same time, and then, you know, she's walking now, I'm trying to talk, she said her first word last week, uh, first real word, besides, like, mama, dada, but uh, she's walking, and and then I was having a conversation with a friend, I was like, I just wanted her to be self-sufficient, you know, tell me what's wrong, you know, let me know.
0: That's that's very helpful when they become a little more self-sufficient, it's a big load off yeah but, you was, know and like, i i don't ever miss any of those times it's like they were i was i enjoyed those but like every subsequent you know time period like when she hit like seven eight nine ten and now into her teens i've that's always been my favorite era so far you know so I, i've always I've enjoyed every bit of it and now i'm enjoying this and i'm happy to be here and moving forward so it's i've just it's been a great journey yeah, the whole way along i'm
1: just I, i'm sure it has and you know there's parts of me where I'm like, do I really want to go through this again one day? Like, it's great, but at the same time, it's like, I'm I'm really, I'm not against it, but I'm not for it. I'm just like, if it happens, it happens. Like, cause it's, I mean, it's a lot of work, but at the same time, uh, you know, growing up, parents always like, you know, wait till you're this, this, or that to have kids, they're expensive. <laughs> yep. I didn't find that there's too quote-unquote expensive but it's just a lot of work and you know you got the four-month sleep regression eight-month sleep regression and so forth and they just decide to wake up three times a night again and you're used to sleeping all night and then it's just like oh man here we go
0: and those first couple of years everything changes from their eat patter- eating patterns their sleeping patterns and all that stuff changes so frequently it you you can't really even get into a rhythm until they hit about 2 or 3 years old and you can kind of start okay now we've got a set bedtime you know <laughs> things 100%. like that
1: and you know we we try to keep our schedule the best that uh, I can and you know there's a um you know, she just went from two naps a day to one nap a day, but then sometimes she takes that nap too early, so then it's like, all right, let's, I'm going to put her down for a second nap, and then she doesn't wake up from her second nap till it's like her bath time, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's going go to bed late.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that transition period, going from two naps to one, was a little tricky for us, but... But, like, my daughter never really enjoyed naps. She would just get tired and crabby at the point where, like, okay, it's time. You need to get your nap in. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: like, there was there was a day the other day where I didn't really feel like putting her down for a nap. I was just – I've been busy all day moving around, and I was like, let's just hang out. And so I'm watching TV, and she crawls up on the couch next to me and crashes out on the couch. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's fine. You're taking a nap. Exactly. And, you know, that's what I'm trying to also teach her right now, too, is where – you know, soothing herself and getting her be, make getting her to fall asleep by herself. Cause you know we got away from the rocker, but now to put her down, I I lay in bed with her and she just does her own thing. Cause she falls asleep, then I leave. But it's just a
0: process. <laughs> it is, man. I don't know what some people say you shouldn't lay down with them like that. You get them used to that, but like we did it. My my ex, she, you know, we're, we've been divorced since my daughter was about eight, but she would go lay down with her at bedtime while I've cleaned up the kitchen after dinner and stuff, you know, so I mean, we had our routine set there. So she would go lay down with her every night until she fell asleep, and half the time her mom would fall asleep along with her. I'd have to go there a few minutes later and wake her up and say, hey, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the biggest thing is trying not to fall asleep. Because, you know, babies, you know, my daughter doesn't have um, her crib anymore. We got rid of that when she was like, 13, 14 months. Cause she just started to roll around in the crib and hit the crib. and wake her up. So we went ahead and got her a full size bed.
0: Nice.
1: So that's what she has now. And, uh, you know, the, you got those toddler beds and everything. And it's like, dang, like you're going to have this till you're 13, 14, maybe till you, maybe till you're out of my house. Like you got this yeah. whole bed. I never saw the point in that toddler
0: it. bed nonsense. So why am I going to go spend money for another bed? She's not going to sleep in for maybe a year. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad, glad I'm not the
1: only one who did that. Because,
0: I mean, I talked to my mom.
1: She was like, she doesn't need a bed that big, this, this, and that. And I was like, but she she she's a wiggle worm. She moves all the time. Like, that's why we got rid of the crib. Because she'd wake herself up. Because she'd roll and hit the side of the crib. Yeah, no. And she was like, do as you please. And, you know. <laughs> okay, not this one. And so, it was like uh. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's worked out pretty good. She's, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like the perfect parent. She's fallen off the bed a couple of times, but we got, we got the, like uh, the guards, the bed guards from Target.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I go like under the mattress and
0: Yep. so she has those.
1: those and we got a body pillow at the end of the bed. But when she wakes up at night, she likes to, when she's crying, she likes to crawl to the end of the bed where the body pillow is. So I don't know. She's never fallen off from that side, but I'm worried that, um, if we just let her go too long one day, she's going to go ahead and crawl off the bed, which is obviously the last thing you want.
0: I vividly remember falling out of the bed a time or two when I was like really little, probably around three or so I was still would f- roll over out of the damn bed a couple of times and, <laughs> at that age. And uh, I'm still here. I, it, it didn't – I mean, I might have hit my head, which would explain a lot, but <laughs> –
1: <laughs> Yeah, my first vivid uh, memory from toddlerhood is when uh, I was in my – the first house I, I lived in with my mom and dad in the cul-de-sac. Uh, my grandpa was watching me, and I'd uh, made a mess with all my toys. And he was like, Brandon, pick these up before before your mom and dad get here. And I was like, No. And I don't know what happened <laughs> after that, but that's my first vivid memory from when I was little.
0: You don't remember what happened after that because he knocked your ass out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wouldn't doubt it, man. Wouldn't doubt
0: it. So that's what they—that's what they did back then, man. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't now know how old you are,
0: but uh, like back in my day, 50 years ago.
1: No, <laughs> no. I mean, when I was growing up, I'd still get, I'd still get, um. I guess the correct term is discipline. You know, i still get whoops, <laughs> spanked. You know, that's what it was. You know, that's I feel that's like that shaped me to be the a better person than I would have been if oh, go to your room for ten minutes. Like, that's not gonna do anything. You gotta make them scared of what they did and the consequence, but not make them scared, that's the wrong word, but you know, you gotta It has been effective deterrent. It's wrong. Exactly.
0: And I, I know my I, I still vividly remember the sound of my dad whipping his belt out of those loops as it cleared every one of them I,
1: there was a time in um an elementary school, I think I was like second or third grade, and my mom had primary custody oh, don't hang up the phone. My mom had primary custody of me growing up and a uh, time in second grade um I wanted to switch teachers because we were getting a new teacher, and you know when you're a kid in class you Oh, I wish you were in my class. You were in my class, whatever. So, we had a new teacher come into the curriculum, and I wanted to switch classes. You know, that's just what I wanted to do. And so, I ended up switching classes, getting this new teacher. And um, I got in a lot of trouble one day. uh, I threw a chair, I flipped the desk, I, I caused havoc. And um, of course, I got sent to the office, I got ISS, I called my mom, my mom called my dad, my dad picked me up, and my dad, we went to his house, and then that's the first and only time I ever got the belt, and then when I went home to my mom, I got the paddle, because she didn't know my dad had already done something, <laughs> so I got double double trouble that day, and I told my mom probably, like, in High school, where it it got brought up again somehow, and I told my mom that I got that my dad, you know, did something that day, and, no, why not? and uh, so, and she got mad that my dad did something, but it was just all over the place. Yeah, man, I felt bad. I knew, I knew he wanted to become more grounded. <laughs>
0: You still need to get her some vocal lessons, though, man, because she's still a little off-key there, I think. <laughs>
1: oh, no doubt. No doubt. She'll, 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 she'll get something, man.
0: She has time to work on that. No worries.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. She, <laughs> Plenty she has of better, time. A better, better, uh, better singing voice than I do because, I mean, I was okay in high school, but after high school, not singing for a while, it all went downhill.
0: Yeah, if you don't do it, man, it'll, it'll go to shit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Having that then. I tried again, and I was like, because, I mean, it, it's hard work, man. Singing, singing is it's definitely not easy, especially if you don't have a great voice to begin with like me, but learning w- wasn't easy either, but not doing it, and then just doing things that weren't great for my vocal cords, and it just, it all faded away.
0: Yeah, fortunately I didn't have anything to phase, so I'm I never have been much of a singer. <laughs> I think with practice, you know, if I were to like maybe get some coaching and work on it, I could be a decent singer. I'm never gonna be a great singer, but I could be decent. You know, I could probably sing some backup vocals here and there. I know I could do yeah, that much, but for sure. But I don't ever see me being a front man. That's why I play guitar and I let, let my other dude you know, do the singing part. Yeah, I picked up,
1: and, I picked up the guitar a few times and. Now I learned I learned basic songs like you know, Sweet Home Alabama, Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise City, Knock on Heaven's Door. You know, all the all the songs that most people who pick up a guitar learn. You know, the songs they want to know. And then I fell off of that because I was getting uh, like calluses, I think is the right word. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fingertips. Calluses. Yeah. And then I was like, man, this sucks. And I started playing keyboard, and I ran with that, so that's all I do.
0: There you go, man. You do what works for you. I'm all about you do you, man.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: I've been playing guitar off and on since I was about... Well, I got my first one, I guess I was around 12 or 13, but I never really messed with it much, and it it broke, it like just suddenly broke out of the blue, like a piece of it like exploded and sh- <laughs> <laughs> it oh, was sitting yeah. across the room from me. I wasn't even playing it. And it, like the bridge down the bottom where the strings hook you in just yeah. exploded. It just came apart and it shattered into about a billion pieces and I was sitting across the room watching TV, and it was propped up against a wall on the other side of my bedroom, and suddenly there's, like, this god-awful noise from these strings flying around and bouncing and wood sh- chips flying. I'm um, ducking shrapnel. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so that one was no more, but I've, my grandfather bought me my other acoustic, my next one when I was, like, 15, and I still have that one.
1: Yeah, I think I got a. I I think I started with, like, a little first-act first act acoustic from Walmart, <laughs> yep. and then uh eventually when my mom saw i was actually kind of learning she went and bought me a, a les paul electric and i love that thing and then i wanted to learn bass so i traded my my les paul for i think it was a kind of bass was it it was i think I'm not sure what kind of bass it was I think it was a no Ibanez Do they make basses or no
0: Ibanez yeah they make basses
1: I think it was I think it was an Ibanez but yeah and then I got that and then and then I pawned that cause I just I didn't I thought I was going to like it but I didn't I pawned that and then I bought my first keyboard my Yamaha and then since then I've I've had that <laughs>
0: There you go. Just took a little time to, to zero in on your what you wanted to do.
1: Yeah, and then my mom found out all that mess, and she was like, that guitar was like this much, and I was like, yeah, sorry.
0: Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was a Gibson Les Paul, it was probably worth quite a bit. If it was an Epiphone, not quite as much, but like yeah, I I've an, got an Epiphone
1: an, Les Paul. But. Yeah, it was an Epiphone. My friend had a Gibson Les Paul. That thing was, man, that thing was so nice.
0: And it depends. Even some of the Epiphones are pretty high dollar. But if it's straight Gibson, then it's you can't touch a, a legit Gibson uh, Les Paul for under like probably twelve hundred bucks. It seems like. For sure. Yeah, I know today. she got
1: a Sam Ash, so I'm not sure uh, what she paid for
0: it, but. Like I've got this little one that was my brother's. It's a little uh, a Gip- Epiphone Les Paul Special, and. Uh, my grandmother bought it for him along with a little Epiphone practice amp and stuff back in the day. And I think it was like $99 for the whole package. Oh, <laughs> but, wow. But we're talking like uh, around 1995, 96, somewhere around that neighborhood. So, uh, Back when McDonald's still it, had the dollar menu. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a minute. For sure. Yeah, like when I got that acoustic of mine when I was 15 like uh, my birthday this year that'll be make 35 years that i've had that guitar (laughs) oh wow that's awesome yeah and it still plays like a dream action's a little off i've had it adjusted but as good as it can get now it's got a little warpage to the body but it still has an amazing tone and i can like put it in the case and pull it out six months from now and it'll still be in tune
1: right yeah for sure
0: So anyway, uh, I want to get back to about your music, man. Uh, we touched on it a little bit before. Uh, kind of what You kind of gave me a little rundown there of how you went through your instrument thing, but what really brought you to land where you're at now doing what you do right now?
1: So that's actually a funny story. So, <laughs> um, So around 15 or 16, I was in the church choir at my church. And I had a friend at school uh, that would that was made, starting to make music, getting into his thing, and he was coming out with a mixtape called Progression. And I overhear this guy at Church Choir saying that he has a mixtape coming out called Progression as well, or it already dropped or something. And so I go up to him and I'm like, hey, man, like, that's cool. Like my, my friend is working on a mixtape called, like, they have the same name. And he was like, What's his name? and I was like, Oh, it's Boston and um he goes, Oh well check me out, you know. That was back when people uploaded like uh, Reverb Nation, Dat Piff and Bandcamp when Bandcamp was kind of the like before a little before SoundCloud era. Wow and, and uh so I was like, Cool, yeah, I'll check it out, I'll check it out, whatever. And then so I go back to school I think we had church we had church choir rehearsal like probably twice a week so that's the only time I really saw him and uh so I go to my friend's house another friend and uh i was we were walking in the hallway and I was listening to music I think I was listening to um Lupe Fiasco's like first album like uh before the lights or something like that like one of the, the album that really put him on I was listening to that and I was listening to that song, "Kick Push, because I skated too. And so I was rapping like the first or second verse. He said, hey, man, you can rap. And I was like, oh, well, it's not me, but thanks. And he's like, you should record sometime. I was like, uh, all right. Like, I mean, I've never written before, but sure. And so I go to his house. And we do a little remix of uh, Nightmares in the Bottom by Lil Wayne. And that was the first time. That was the first verse I ever wrote. And, you know, people were like, hey, this is dope, this is dope, cool. So then I started talking to that guy from choir. Still talking him today, his name's uh, AJM. And uh, he goes, you should make a mixtape. And I'm like, hmm, never thought of that. I've only made one or two songs, but why not? So then I start working with him. And with him, I dropped two mixtapes in a year, uh, which were Clear View and Evaluation, And then I just I was working on a third one and I just something happened and we just I wasn't fully committed anymore. I was like, man, this is this is whack, whatever. You know, I'd rather go skate. That was my like I guess mind mindset. And the third project I was working on was called Twenty Twenty. And then it come around Late, mid 2019. Yeah, mid 2019. um, My daughter's gonna be born in a few months, and um, I was like, you know what? Let's finish this project, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna start actually pursuing music. Um, So I started writing some new stuff, new material, and I hear that everything's changed, but I was like, there's a chunk of this stuff that, that like, I, is done, but I just never put it out. So I put my first album together called 2020, and I put it out. That was the first thing I ever put on all streaming platforms. And then I came out with my single Do or Die Glory. Then I dropped my first EP, Therapy. And um, from there, it's kind of been just, yeah, I, I skipped, like, four or five years. That's when I wasn't doing anything. But yeah, I think my daughter being born or about to be born was a kind of like a kick in the ass to motivate myself to start actually doing something with a talent that people had kind of said that I had. So I just, I ran with it. And since then, it's, uh, I dropped like, what, 32 songs last year. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh. Two EPs, an album, and singles in between everything. So I worked a lot last year, and last Obviously. year I consider that my, uh, my growing year. Because last year I grew a lot through everything. Met a lot of dope people, too, um, through the internet, of course. Uh, being quarantined and everything. That's when I really, I think, stepped into the music side of Twitter and started uh, connecting with other creators um, but yeah, it was really, to answer your question, it just goes back to a uh, church choir and, uh, rapping in the hallway in high school.
0: <laughs> Sweet, man. I've, I feel you about last year. I'm the same way with this podcast. I started this last January and with no idea that in two months we were about to get, you know, the world shut down and, uh, just carried it on through that. And I had, I took a few months off. Starting in July of last year because of some other, you know, personal items that were going off. Right. Had a right. little bit of a hiatus. But I came back in December of last year and have been going strong, putting out episodes every week since. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, podcasts are cool. I'm trying to, I've been actually trying to get on more. That's one of the reasons I, I saw it. Because I remember I followed you a long time ago. Because Karma Karma's out there showing love. Like, if you want to be on podcasts, follow these people. If you need right, this, right. follow these people. So, you know, that's why I followed you. I forgot I followed you until her episode came out not too long ago. And I was like, oh, shit, oh, I meant to hit him up. <laughs> so uh, that's when I hit you up. And, uh, you know, because that's oddly enough that's really I listen to podcasts all day. Like, <laughs>
0: that's awesome,
1: man. As weird as that may be, like I listen, like people listen to music. Nah, I'm, I'm driving my FedEx truck. I'm listening to podcasts.
0: So. I mean, I do both. I like go back and forth between music and podcasts all the time. I just, I've got several podcasts that I listen to on the regular, and I'm I have a lot of music I listen to. It just depends on my mood or what's going on at the time, you know. Right. Yeah. I like, so. I like to be able to pay attention a little bit more when I'm listening to a podcast. So if I'm like really need to focus, I uh, just like music on in the background. But you know, it just kind of yeah. depends.
1: I gotcha. Like the podcasts I listen to are more. Um, I guess background, it's kind of like how you're you're, going to focus it's music. No, I just, I like to just listen to people just, uh, talk their bullshit, you know? (laughs) So I listen to a lot of just, I listen to.
0: Or just fun, entertaining ones, huh?
1: Yeah. Like I listen to Steve-O's podcast.
0: I was about Uh, to ask who you're listening to. (laughs) Well,
1: let's, let's jump right into that. Uh, Yeah. steve-o's podcast um the edging uh Edge and christian's pot of off- C's part of awesomeness the wwe guys um i listen to impulsive a lot as much as a lot of people hate him but uh, logan paul <laughs> oh yeah yeah. His, his podcast is actually very entertaining at times um who else do i listen to uh, let me actually look my phone's right here. I'm so I'm just sitting here trying to think off the top of my head. My phone's right here. Um, I know I'm doing the
0: same thing. I just pulled up Spotify to look at my podcast, the ones I'm listening to right now. So. Um,
1: yeah. So there's Steve. Uh, I listen to a local podcast here in San Antonio called uh, Open Bar. Um, Curtis Connor, uh, very really good. Um, and then. Uh, After the Bell, and then uh, Tiger Belly is what I really, those stay in. Oh, and then there's this one, uh, these guys got big off of TikTok mainly, or that's where I know them from, uh, called uh, Jumpers Jump, and they have a podcast, and those are the ones that really stay in my rotation of what I listen to. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm like, currently listening I just found this one thanks to Twitter, actually. Um, called the Twisted Sisters. It's two girls that just like share fun stories, and stuff. It's pretty entertaining. Um, okay. the Gary V podcast, um, audio experience. Uh, that's one I've been listening to off and on for many years. He, um, Joe Rogan. Uh, um, a couple of pod, uh, f- comedy ones like. Um, Burt cast from Burt Kreitzer, the punk rock NBA, because he does like a lot of music and business stuff. Uh, I enjoy that. Um, <laughs> one called, I haven't listened to many of this one, but I need, I need to get back to it. I keep forgetting it. It's called guys. We fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned about them because the two of them were on this, these two girls and they were on Joe Rogan show one time and they were hilarious on there. So I had to go check out their show and yeah, it's pretty damn funny. Um, a lot of them are like, music business podcast. Oh, Bad Counsel. That one's hilarious. Bad so, Counsel, okay. I'll check yeah, a few of those out. The bad Counsel yeah, podcast. I
1: tried, I tried to listen to Joe Rogan once, and I just I couldn't get in. Like, Joe Rogan's super smart dude, super respectable, got nothing but respect for the guy. But, like, I just I, I couldn't get into his podcast, maybe because it was just the audio, and his voice is real kind of, I guess, monotone is the right word. In my yeah. opinion, maybe not.
0: I get I that because I, can. I can't do the audio only. I, I watched him on YouTube back in the day before he went to 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 you know to Spotify exclusively. I watched it on YouTube. I put it up on my TV and I enjoyed watching it, but I can't listen to the audio version of it for some reason. It just doesn't work for me.
1: Yeah. And I just, I, I just, I was like, and this was before he went to Spotify because I I, I use Apple. Yeah. For that one ENC, I couldn't find it on Apple, so I, I use Spotify. But yeah, man, Joe Rogan, like super, like I, I can watch his videos, but audio only, I, I can't do it. I've tried multiple times. Even the guest, a, a guest that I would actually look forward to, I, I still couldn't do it.
0: But I, I mean, feel you. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, his show just doesn't translate that well to audio only for me, at least. Yeah, my brother listens to it audio. He's I don't think my brother's ever actually sat down and watched it on video, but he listens to it on audio fairly regularly. So uh, to each their own, I guess, but it just doesn't work for me. Right. Same here. Well, So, man, how much music do you currently have out? You've been talking about a couple of different mixtapes and other things. I'm like wondering how much you said you dropped like 32 songs last year.
1: Yeah. So uh, currently out on all streaming platforms. I got let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> so I got my album, Bars on Me. That's a 14 track album. I dropped that last year. Um in September. And then I have one, two, three, sink, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten singles. And then I have a, I have one five-track EP and one six-track EP. So total of that, uh, let's see, eleven, twenty-one, thirty-five songs on all streaming platforms.
0: That's awesome, man. I, I envy you a little bit in that regard, man, because like uh, being in a in a rock band with four other members, you know it. The writing process alone takes considerable amount of time. Oh, then, for sure, and like, pra- like practicing the and the polishing day, them, like... getting them ready to record is takes a lot longer. So, like literally, from the time we write a song, first start the process of a new song, to the time it might be ready to record, it might be six to twelve months.
1: Uh, right, like I was telling you the the other day, man, I I couldn't be in the band. But a simple fact that, like we like we were talking about, um, people wanting their people, everybody wanting their own thing sometimes, and and then also just the writing process, like just shout out to all bands because they, the amount of work that goes into a two three minute song is probably month two three months worth of work sometimes. So even if if not longer, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, I most all I
0: couldn't imagine. Most of our songs come from either like we're just noodle around, warming up, you know, screwing around in the practice room and somebody comes up with a riff and we're like, hey, wait a minute, let's see if we can do something with that. Or someone was at home and they kind of came up with something and they brought it to practice next time. It's like, hey, I've got this riff here. What can we do with this? And so we work it up from there and we start building a structure and then – kind of get a basic outline done and we can adjust from there you know like okay let's repeat this one an extra time here then we break down to a bridge here we got to come up with a bridge section for this you know yada yada and then our our singer can come up I don't know how he, the hell he does it but he can come up with lyrics just like off the top of his head it's it's insane I've never seen anything like it but <laughs> it's yeah, he, he's great at that but it just that's how the process works we don't ever just sit down and have like writing time we just fuck around and come up with new stuff and go hey let's let's make something out of this sometimes yeah, it works sometimes um, it doesn't
1: i'm kind of the same way like there's been songs that i've written in 15 minutes and then there's been songs that have, i've taken days on so i mean i understand it in that aspect <laughs>
0: man i've got a couple of songs that i've been working on just guitar parts for that i've been playing the same thing for 20 years <laughs> and i've still never gone anywhere anywhere with it it's still just something i i use to just screw it around with when i'm trying to warm up or something
1: yeah there's i mean it's excuse me um but yeah it's it's one of those things that songwriting and the creative process is different for everybody like um like I was yeah. telling you earlier, in my album it was written in two weeks. That whole two weeks, I was uh, I wrote a lot of my album because it was right. I wrote it mostly right before quarantine, and mainly it was at work because I was doing contract work for the energy company here in San Antonio, and I was really just whenever I had downtime, I would I'd pull out my headphones and just start writing
0: that's crazy man i have of all i've tried to write lyrics a bunch of times but like literally i have two full songs of lyrics written i've got probably 30 of them a little partial (laughs) but Mm -hmm. but two, two times i've come i've just been able to write the whole damn song out and in both instances inspiration struck and i wrote the whole damn thing in like 10 minutes Right, yeah, that, <laughs> but, it, it happens like that a lot. But because, when I sit down and try to, like, I have a, a concept of, like, okay, I want to sit down and work this out, i brainstorm ideas, and pull up a thesaurus to get, you know, rhyming or rhymer, you know, to get words and stuff, that never winds up going anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've, I've tried, I've tried using, like, different websites that come up with different words, like Rhyme Zone, and like you said, it never, I mean, I learn words from it, but it's never what I'm really looking for, not the direction I want the song to go. Or it just doesn't make sense. (laughs) So yep. But I've I've learned a lot, and I was you know there was a time there was a period in, I think it was last year when I was writing a lot like every day, um, where I just uh, I would read the dictionary. Like I would sit there and pick a letter and go to the middle of that letter and just start reading the dictionary and. I don't do that anymore, but that may sound weird, but it, it helped a lot. I learned a lot of, of different words, and sometimes when I use those words, people are like, what does it even mean? <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Right, because you're going to come up with some obscure shit that way, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. That's just crazy, man. That's crazy cool, actually. That's pretty that's cool as hell.
1: Yeah, I actually got that idea from... Um, uh, this rapper from the Northeast, uh, Chris Webby from Connecticut, because um, he had a line in the song where he goes, uh, vocabulary is like a dictionary replacement. And I was like, mm, wait, hold on. I was like, that's dope. <laughs> so that <laughs> I was like, no, and I want to I want to try that. So I read the dictionary every day for probably about six months, for like 20, 25 minutes a day. Wow. <laughs> So I I learned a lot and then of course I forgot a lot too, but Of course. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> that's just that's really incredible. Uh, that's a cool concept, man.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it it helped a lot with as far as my vocabulary goes and then oh, yeah. also just uh the writing process it
0: came in handy. Absolutely. It couldn't hurt for damn sure. Mm. Right. Man, that's cool. So uh, what do you have coming up next?
1: Coming up next, I actually have um, planned to drop it late this month, actually. It's a three-track three, pa- three track EP titled Unorthodox, produced by A uh, to the Mo. Oh, yeah, um, no way. <laughs> Yeah, there was a... He uh, put on Twitter a while back, he was like, I want to make a beat pack for five or six artists, and I want to see if they can make an EP out of it, and I think I, know, I remember
0: but, seeing that tweet actually. Come to think of
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I hit him up. I was like, "Yo, man, I mean, I'm down for this. Let's let's do a split, like 50/50 or whatever you want." And he goes, "Sure, man." And then he sent me the beats, and um, I was kind of going through a hiatus of writing when he sent them. And I was like, "Shit, perfect." So let's let's just try this. And you know, he sent a good amount of beats. They were all super dope. And the only three that I could work, or the only ones I could work with were about three of them. But, you know, I think it's pretty cool. It's a completely solo project. Um, I think it's my first project uh, with no features, actually. Um, even though it's just three tracks, it's something for me, you know. it's It was, yeah. looking back on it, I was like, dang, I've had features on every single project I've done. So then, uh, there's that. And then um, after that, I plan in, like, June, July, uh closet sessions volume two is i plan on dropping that as a five-track ep uh, a little obviously like a series like closet sessions and you know that's going to be super dope as well i'm I'm stoked for it and just got to make sure i promo everything it everything right market it right give myself time to do everything right without overdoing myself because i did that earlier this year with I had a song with uh, B Life and A to the Mo actually, and I had that dropping and then right after that I dropped what's my latest single now Always High, with my with the video, and all the promo I was just I overlapped myself and then of course, in between there I had a feature drop and I'm not gonna be on someone's song and not promote it at all, so then I had to make sure I was getting that done and just. I kind of overbooked myself as far as marketing and promo goes and posting. So going to try not to do that again.
0: Yeah, it can get hectic, especially when you're releasing stuff that close together. Man, I don't see how you do it. It's just cause myself. Like when we get we're about to go record over the next couple of months here. We're, we're trying to get some things lined up. But hope we're hoping by like, say, June or July, have something start ready to start. Well, actually, it's already May. So it may be August, but um, regardless, no rush. Um, well, right. My band we hope to have uh, five tracks recorded and ready to go. And yeah, I think a, a I plan to drop one like every six weeks to kind of help be able to have enough time to let that one breathe and you know promote and stuff before the next release. so well, mm-hmm. I don't like, get them too close together and wind up doubling the efforts and kind of. Efforts kind of cross kind of cancel themselves out at that point for sure. Yeah,
1: and there's a, I mean, like with my album, uh, bars on me, you know, I started promoing that like uh, last March. You know, I would just post a picture, of me or my engineer in the studio, put something. Uh, as a caption and just put as a hashtag bars on me and I did that all year and I think that really helped when it came to pre-saves and how well did how well the album did in general um, I'm sure it the did. album did the album did phenomenal uh, best best anything's done that I put out so super happy about that
0: so let's get into that side of things for a minute here and um, I want to ask what do you, do you do to really promote when you have a new release like pre-released what you do to kind of like build buzz for it, then it drops. And what do you do right after?
1: Uh, right after it drops. Um, of course I post a link everywhere. Um, I found uh personalized messaging, not DMing, but texting is a lot more efficient than the DM. Um, and if, if there's anyone out there that does DM, make sure you personalize each and every DM that you send because there's a lot of artists out here that will copy and paste the same message. And you can tell when it's copy and pasted. So yep. I don't send links through DM anymore. I actually text them to people, the numbers that I have. But, I, you know, I I specialize, customize each one. You know, I little icebreaker, you know, hope all's all is going well, et cetera, et cetera. And then I say, if you could take five minutes to listen and watch this video, you know, I'd I'd greatly appreciate it. If not, because they're more they're more likely to open a text message than they are to a DM, and that's just uh, like there, there's a statistic that I saw somewhere, but people are more than likely, more likely to open a text than a DM. Oh,
0: absolutely, uh, they are. Like, or the, at least pay attention to it. Just, cause...
1: I think the click rate is higher, um, I'm sure. and a text and a text message and a DM because you know DMs you know that everybody gets those. So, yeah. so that's just at, at the end of the day that's what I focus on. You know, I stay I try to stay away from spamming links to people because I know I don't like it and I know no one else likes that. So, absolutely. <laughs>
0: So, let me ask you, do you have one of those texting platforms, like a community or something along those lines? I don't know. Um,
1: I know DistroKid just started offering that, um, but I don't. Uh, more, more than anything, I just I feel that uh, I wouldn't use it like it should be. I'd still do my regular texting as as weird as that sounds, I just, you know, some new things come out and they're, they're beneficial. Um, but I probably wouldn't use it like it should be used. So, I mean, maybe one day I'll get on there, something like that. I know I had MailChimp for a little bit for emails. Um, yeah. Email marketing little, is still even
0: huge for artists these days that, that you wouldn't think so, but man, it, it, just to maintain a relationship, just to like shoot one, like even if you send out one email a month and just say, Hey, you know, what's going on, man? You know, I, I, I'm out here doing this. What do you got going on? You know, just, just, yeah, just to, looking
1: into that, that, that helped a little bit. Um, haven't been on MailChimp in a long time that will actually bring it up, but you know, it's actually growing the, the fan, the small fan base that I do have, um, and just trying to keep up is, is a lot more difficult than I ever thought it'd be. Yeah, it can so be, yeah, absolutely, man. It's just like, I mean, I gotta make sure Facebook's covered, Instagram's covered, uh, Twitter's yep. covered, Snapchat's covered, check my emails, you gotta check it. Excuse me, my analytics, make sure those are good. And then the local people down here in San Antonio, gotta make sure that, you know, because, I mean, I'm not worried about my own city showing any kind of love because you know that's the problem i feel with a lot of artists that are each in their own city you know they're they're worried about burning the city opposed to i want to go bigger than the city if that makes sense you know i'm not i'm not really worried about the support from my own city even though it's great to have that by all means but um uh, Statistically, and looking into my analytics and everything, my support is really from the Upper West Coast and the and Midwest, like uh, Central Central Midwest. Interesting. So it's like I'm I'm really not worried about the support from from here in San Antonio. And as bad as that sounds, like there's people popping off here that are doing that are that have that little city buzz and that's cool and all like shout out to them but it seems like that's all they're worried about and I could be wrong you know I don't talk to those people I don't associate with them um mainly because there's some people out here charging four to five hundred dollars for a feature and I'm like I'm not paying that much for a feature when you're in the same city as me now now if you have notoriety et cetera because I I, I spoke to a very wise engineer a uh, few weeks back. And he mentioned, I mean, when you pay for a feature, you're paying for two things. And I looked at him funny, I said, what? He goes, you're paying for their talent and their no- and their notoriety. And I sat there and I looked at him and I looked at my engineer because he was with me. Uh, shout out Jody. And he goes, yeah, you're paying for the talent. So you're paying, if they can wrap their ass off and wrap circles around anything, and their notoriety. What have they done? What have they accomplished? How well their music does when they put it out and things of that nature. And I was like, no, dude, you're absolutely right. But...
0: Like, yeah, you're paying to get in front of their audience, basically.
1: Right, and that's that's if they even... Because I've done some features where the artist on the phone doesn't even promote it or anything, which which sucks. I don't even it. It does suck when that happens, but...
0: <laughs> tell me about it. I'm doing this podcast. It's like so many artists don't understand. When you get press, you talk about that. You tell everybody under the sun, like, "Hey, I, I was on this podcast, or I was featured in this article on this Ooh, blog, exactly. or whatever." Go. You need to go, go hype that up, man. So that looks good on you. <laughs> so, no, but so go many go artists don't out. get that. They don't. You don't even. They might retweet my tweet once, and that's it. <laughs> A few of them get it. You know, Karma gets it. Witchweather, this one band that I just dropped an episode with last week, they they get it. They've been sharing things all over the place about it. You know, some of them do here and there, but there have been a few that they just don't get it, man. They don't promote themselves and they, they're they hoping that, the, I guess, the, uh, the fame fairy will come by and drop fame and fortune on them, but it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it takes work both ways and you know, when you're when you're still up and coming, starting out, and getting yourself together, you know, it's very important in my opinion to have that support from both parties, whether it's a song or like like me being on this podcast, you know, it's you know, I, I do appreciate you having me, of course, but at the same time it's like whenever you decide to, to drop this, you know, it's going everywhere. It's going to my Facebook, my, my Instagram, my Snapchat, wherever, you know, it's Right. There's
0: as it should, you know? man. If you're getting publicity, man, that's that looks good on you. If you share it, that's building your credibility with your audience. Hundred percent. And this will drop um, right now. Doing the scheduling I've done, I've been. This is the third episode I've done today. I've recorded today. Oh um, wow! Yeah, but your. I was at the last of the ones I had pre-recorded before this, so. Uh, You'll be dropping three weeks from this coming Wednesday, so. Oh,
1: sick. Okay, cool. Yeah, just let me know. But yeah, I still got to make time and schedule something with uh, with Aiden and Mo. I know he wants me on his podcast to talk about uh, that EP that I have dropping, so.
0: Yeah, I want to he get got... together with him and do a do a podcast, do like a swap cast one we can record and like post it on both shows. I, I keep meaning to hit him up about that, and I, I keep forgetting so.
1: Yeah, I, I I really liked his uh his music spin that he does with uh uh with his two homies, Sir Skinny and I think there's someone else on there, but they're they're all hilarious when he told me they just they kick back, they get stunned, they listen to music and they just talk about it, which is real cool. And the the feedback they give is, is real honest. I mean I know I know A said some critiquing things on a few of my songs that I've sent him, especially when I was first getting to know him like there's a couple where he was like uh you know you, the song is good but your cadence isn't there and then there's, there's one where he's like again the song is good but you sound like you just started rapping and you know he's given me some very valid points that I look back and listen to the track or song and I'm like you know he's right he's right you know um, yeah
0: good feedback like that that you can learn from is invaluable man
1: right and this is like they don't say it in a in like a dickish way they say right. it like I mean, they're he's all trying to help to you out. Man, it, he's not trying to be a it. dick. Yeah, they're just they're talking, and I mean, I don't know if he knows it or not, but his feedback has—it's helped me. Um, even though I've seen him, I've seen him tweet a few times like, I don't think our feedback means this or that, but nah, I, if, you, if you if you say something about my music, I'm gonna listen to it, and if I agree with it or if I get a second opinion that agrees with it, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and listen to it. I'm going to see what what I can do to improve whatever you said. I'm not going to sit there and, oh, not, fuck that. I'm not going to listen to his podcast no more. I'm not going to send him no more music, this, this, and that. No, nah, man. Like,
0: some people like that, man. Some people get butthurt over that, though. So it's, it is what it is, man.
1: Yeah, no, There, I mean, you got to be able to take constructive criticism in all aspects. But then, yeah. again, there's a fine line between criticism and just being a straight dick, you know?
0: Yep, definitely, man, definitely. But that's like one thing, like uh, Gary Vee, he's a business podcast guy that I listen to, but he's, one of his things is like, you know what, just, you just got to tune all that shit out. You don't, when people want to just praise you and think you're the greatest, just tune it out. If they want, you suck ass and you're the, you're complete shit and you'll never make it, tune that out. Just do you, focus on you, do your direction and stay the course and everything else will sort itself out
1: right i I mean i agree with that you know um
0: now if somebody's gonna tell you little little nuances to work on that might help that's a different story but if people are just out there hating on you just to be hating on you or they're just blowing smoke up your ass you know tune all that shit out that's that's that doesn't even matter (laughs) yeah because i
1: mean i've been told a few times by some different people here in the city like oh man you're working you want to talk you're doing this you're doing that i'm like look dude like i'm just i'm i'm doing me bro like whether you think it's it's BS, or you think it's this, or you think it's that, you know, it's it's whatever. I really don't care what you think, you know, because I don't Like, I care. appreciate
0: it, but, you know, I'm going to do me no matter what.
1: <laughs> right, like, I mean, you don't have to listen to my music. My music still gets played. I mean, not, to, not that money is a big factor or nothing, but, like, you know, I do appreciate the money I've made off, like, music that I've came up with, like, that's, that's a blessing, you know, um, like, looking at my district and saying, like, damn, like, I've made this much of one, one song that take 10 minutes to write, like, what the fuck, like, <laughs> wow, it's, it's, it's really crazy, and putting it into perspective as, as being, um, you know, especially being against the grain, being a white kid that, that raps, you know, it's, it's really different, you know, when I tell people I rap and half the shows I've been to, I get off the stage and there's always one or two people like I wasn't expecting that and I'm just like, Well, what do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I guess that's a that's the best way to I mean, where that really comes to light.
0: Yep. I mean, what would have happened if people had judged Eminem by his by the cover, you know? Oh, dude, Eminem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's an a, animal. Yeah, he's, like, one of the most prolific rappers of our time, of all time. You know, he's, like, probably, like, top ten in anybody's list, you know? For sure. Easy, yeah, easy. I agree with he, that. Uh, and he, he's up there with, you know, Tupac and Biggie and Snoop and Dre and, then like, a handful of others, you know, they're, like, the top motherfuckers ever, so... <laughs> And if people had just discounted him like, Oh, this fucking white boy can't rap. Yeah. But you've got yeah. to come out there and just prove like, yeah, I can. <laughs> just like just like he did in the movie, you know, he just proved that he deserved to be there. He was it's not just some flash in the pan bullshit or some gimmick or whatever. No, he's like a talented son of a bitch that can ride his ass off and can deliver the <laughs> the goods when it comes time to record it. So
1: Yeah, he's I was actually thinking of um one of his bars today from uh, "Drop the World" with him and uh, his Lil Wayne song. But at the end of his verse, if I remember correctly, he goes, "Uh, uh, what did he say?" It's it was so weird what he said. But I, I thought about it. I was like he's the only motherfucker that can get away with saying something like that because it was so like, uh, what did he say? I'm thinking right now like. What did he say? Um, Oh, my Oh, yeah, he said, this man said, I I looked it up right now. He said, I split your cabbage and your lettuce and your olives. Like, (laughs) Like, it makes sense because of what he said before. Right. But, like. Just to end the verse on I mean, that note, like he was, you know, split your cabbage, cabbage, lettuce, and olives.
0: That's bizarre. I any,
1: other mother, <laughs> any other motherfucker can get away with saying that to end a verse beside, I know, besides me.
0: It's just crazy, man. Yeah. It just goes to show, man. You do you, and everybody else be damned. <laughs> If he had, sure. what would happen if he if if he'd listened to everybody else, yeah. he'd be Not fucking Marshall either. Mathers, a dude that still works in the goddamn manufacturing plant in Detroit somewhere, and yeah. never made it. Right.
1: Yeah, wouldn't know who the fuck he was. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no no one would have ever heard heard the name Eminem. Like, Eminem that's a fucking candy, right? I agree with that. Well, man, I think it's about time we get, get, wrap it up here altogether. The first half was almost thirty minutes. We're going a little over forty-five now, so. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> it's. I think it's about time we we uh, wrap this up. So, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you before we get off here?
1: For sure, yeah. Y'all can find me on all uh, social media at kidg underscore six one nine. And then you can also find my music on all streaming platforms Kid, under Kid G. Or you can just search up Kid G, and bars on me. And that's going to lead you straight to me. And that's where you can find, that's where I'll be. I'm all over those every day.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, you already sent me an email with this stuff in. I'll link up to all that in the uh, description on the show. So anybody okay, listening in your, on your podcast player right now, you just scroll down and hit the link, it'll be right there for you. So.
1: Oh, man well, I appreciate you having me again. Yeah,
0: real dope. absolutely, man, I've enjoyed it. Dude. this was a this was a really good informative call or chat or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we talked about parenting and we've talked about music promotion and music and writing and the it's been yeah, it's been,
1: been pretty cool talking about different podcasts. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, yeah, the different podcasts we listen to it's been a dope ass call, man, so appreciate it. yeah,
1: man, no problem anytime.
0: Well, man, have a good rest of your evening, and uh, I'll holler at you soon. All right, sounds good.
1: I appreciate you. All right,
0: take care, man. Yeah, you Bye. Thank you for listening to the Autonomy Talent Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and my guest today, and I hope you really enjoyed the show. If you did, I would ask that you follow us on whatever podcast player you're listening to, and go check us out on our social medias. I'm most active on Instagram and Twitter, at AutonomyPod. So go follow the podcast accounts over there, and I'll be seeing you again next week. Take care, everybody.